All right, everybody, I'm Logan Alec. I'm a CPA, and this is my update for Monday, February 15th, with the impeachment trial wrapping up over the weekend. Both houses of Congress can now focus on passing the stimulus as soon as possible. The House Budget Committee will be putting the final bill together over this week in order to prepare for a final floor vote sometime next week. And if the Senate makes any changes to the bill before their vote, then it will have to come back for another vote in the House before it will make its way to Biden's desk. So there's a lot to accomplish over the next few weeks when you consider committee work, getting the bill to the House floor, moving it to the Senate, potentially bringing it back, and then distributing the unemployment payments, stimulus checks, and other benefits that we are all hopeful will pass soon. There's some good vaccine news today. The World Health Organization gave emergency authorization to the AstraZeneca Oxford vaccine. That means it can be distributed in the COVAX program, which focuses on providing doses to less developed countries. The BioNTech Pfizer vaccine was already approved for the same program, and the COVAX interim distribution forecast allocates over 300 million total doses over the first half of 2021. Those will be used to vaccinate the 3% of each member country's population that, that's most vulnerable to the virus, both in terms of their COVID-19 risk factors and in terms of their exposure. For example, healthcare workers who are coming into contact with coronavirus patients. Unfortunately, things aren't quite as seamless on the domestic side. If you've been following my updates, then you know that we're now vaccinating more than 1.5 million people per week, which is a big step up from where we were before, but that doesn't mean we're out of the woods yet. States are starting to offer vaccine access to more and more people, so it's no longer being limited to the most vulnerable groups, such as healthcare workers, people living in nursing homes, etc. But the problem is, states often don't have the doses to vaccinate everyone who's eligible under the new guidelines. New York, for example, recently expanded eligibility to anyone with a relevant underlying health issue. But they are already starting to run out of doses, with only around 10% of the original supply left. Similarly, here in California, you're not eligible for vaccination if you have a severe disability or underlying health issue. But just because you're eligible doesn't mean you'll be able to walk into Dodger Stadium and get your first dose whenever you want. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti said, When vaccines do get to Los Angeles, we know how to administer them. We have a great infrastructure set up of amazing people, and we'll give them to folks efficiently and safely. But the problem is, we still aren't receiving enough doses soon enough. So, states are trying to focus on the most vulnerable populations while still administering as many doses as possible. We're starting to turn the corner toward mass vaccination, but we still have a long way to go before then, and less than 5% of the U.S. population has already received both doses. There are also reports coming out that the new Congress may reinstate earmarks, which are basically used by members of Congress to fund organizations, projects, nonprofits, whatever they think needs funding in their district. This push is being led by Democrats Patrick Leahy in the Senate and Rosa DeLauro in the House, the chairs of the respective appropriations committees who are expected to release more details in the near future about their plans. Obviously, there are some concerns about this kind of funding. We need to have the chance to allocate money for your district like this, then there are going to be opportunities for corruption, extra pork, and in 2005, former Congressman Duke Cunningham eventually pled guilty to various counts including tax evasion, wire fraud, mail fraud, and conspiracy to commit bribery in an earmark-related scandal after journalists discovered that he was living in homes paid for by defense contractors in exchange for kickbacks. He was eventually sentenced to more than eight years in prison, which at the time was the longest sentence 
ever given to someone who had been in Congress. On the other hand, there are good arguments for earmarks. They give members of Congress the opportunity to help their own district specifically, and people who support earmarks believe that Congress people are more likely than anyone else to know what their specific district needs. And they can limit some of the potential problems by restricting earmark payments to state governments, local governments, nonprofits, etc., rather than allowing them to distribute that money however they want. Evan Hollander, the House Appropriations Committee Communications Director, said Chair DeLauro has been clear that she supports member-directed funding for community projects. She is working through the details of a reform process and will share additional information with members and the public in the coming weeks. Similarly, the press secretary for the Senate Appropriations Committee, Jay Tilton, said, Chairman Leahy has been clear about his intent to restore congressional directed spending in a transparent and accountable way as part of Congress's constitutional power of the purse. Of course, they're going to face challenges over this from Republicans who got rid of earmarks in 2011, but it looks like Democrats may be bringing them back in the near future or at least attempting to. All right, everybody, that's what I have for you today. As I said, the House Budget Committee will be working on their relief bill this week. Today is President's Day, so Congress will be back to work tomorrow. We could get a floor vote in the House sometime next week before it goes back to the Senate. As always, thank you for watching to the end. I really appreciate it, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.